Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 166, and we're talking about Round the World by Sea and Land. It's an interview with Runaway Jane. Uh, this week we have uh, officially ended our Eurail Pass, and uh, it's been a fun two months. It has been, yeah. We had our last um, our last train trip in Italy from Udine to the Venice Treviso um, Airport. Airport, yeah. Probably not the best use of it, but that's just the way things <laughs> worked out. We ended up with an extra, an extra a day, and so we had to use it somehow. So that's how we used it. Yeah. Well, thanks to Eurail.com for for giving us the Eurail pass of, that we've been using over the last two months. It's and been awesome. It's been yeah, so good. We're uh, we've got lots of notes on Eurailing, and we hope to be bringing you some tips and advice over the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. Well, as you know, probably we didn't bring you a podcast last week, and that's because we were in Italy. Italy is possibly the most frustrating country in the world, the entire world, without exaggeration, <laughs> for internet access. Because it's Italy, you know, it's right in the middle of Europe. You'd think that they'd have good internet access. They do not, don't ever try to do anything at all, ever, in Italy. We tried, <laughs> we did not succeed. Yeah. So we were, yeah, we were sick when we were in Austria the week before, and then, yeah, when we got to Italy, there was just no point trying to do anything at all. Yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, we spent time in um, in Vienna. We're actually out in the outside of the city, which was something new for us. Mm-hmm. And then we dropped down to Ljubljana for the weekend. Yeah, and that was country number fifty for me. Yeah, Linda's fiftieth country. So um, you can hear the trumpets going off and the confetti falling and such like. It was awesome. But um, yeah, now we're just well, less than half a dozen countries away from our combined fifty. So yeah, it'll uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, we're planning a big celebration for our, you know, our 50th anniversary, 50th country anniversary, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're in uh, Leeds at the moment, having just left uh, Udine in northern Italy, and it's been great. We just spent this morning with uh, Darren Cronian from TravelRants.com. And MyLifeInLeeds.com. And MyLifeInLeeds.co.uk. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. In fact, I'm not sure. Travel Rants might be Travel-Rants.com. It's definitely hyphen rants, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that guy, that guy, and uh, he's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he, he is. He really d- he showed us all around Leeds and told us heaps of stuff that we would never have known. So, yeah, it was really yep. fun. Good times. This episode of the Indie Travel Podcast is being being brought to you by WorldNomads.com. WorldNomads.com provides great value global travel insurance. You can buy, extend, and claim online, even if you're already traveling. All policyholders also get free travel blogs, safety advice, and language guides for your iPod, which we've been using quite a lot recently. Yes, we have. We, we learned how to say things in Swedish, and I think Danish, and um, and Italian. And yep. Italian. I can count to ten in Italian. <laughs> I haven't got all the days of the week yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> Worldnomads.com. Keep traveling safely. So we've got an interview with Jane Megan from runawayjane.com. So let's get into it. So this morning I'm speaking with Jane Megan from the lovely city of Edinburgh in Scotland. Jane, good morning. Good morning, Craig. So we're here to talk about um, your travels and uh, especially your upcoming round-the-world trip. But um, before that, do you want to kind of introduce yourself and um, tell us a little bit about uh, the travels you've been doing over the last few years? Um, well, basically, uh, my name's Jane. I'm uh, 21 years old, uh, and I run a blog called runawayjane.com. Um, and basically, um, I started travelling when I was actually 17. I made my first solo trip abroad uh, to Australia. 
and it was really from there that um, I got my first sort of taste of travelling and, and I've never really stopped ever since. Um, you know, no one in my family's ever travelled before, so it was sort of um, something completely new to me. Um, so uh, that first experience in Australia really just um, opened my eyes to a whole world that was out there that I'd never really thought about before. And uh, from there, I've travelled extensively throughout Europe, and I'm about to depart on a round the trip by land and sea. Yeah, no, that sounds fascinating, and uh, we'll come back to that. But I want to go back to when you were when you were 17 and heading out to Australia, because you didn't just go for a couple of weeks, did you? You went for close to a year. Yeah, um, I initially went out um, for three months. Um, applied for the working holiday visa, so um, unfortunately, um, it's not valid until the date of entry in the country, and I was already there, so I actually had to fly back, work for three months, and then come back when I was 18. Um, and I spent uh, the, the whole 12 months there, um, and then I returned to uh, the UK, where I've been since travelling Europe periodically in between studying at college. Oh, so what was it like going out, um, kind of having never travelled before and being being 17 and heading out to a place on the far side of the world? Um, it was incredible. I think probably as well, um, with me being so young, it was sort of like my first experience of, of sort of adult life as well as travel. So um, you're learning like so many new things and skills and people and, and it was a real eye-opener for me. Um, I mean, I think Australia is also a great place for first-time travellers as well, um, because especially coming from the UK, where um, it's made it a little bit easier because obviously you can speak the language and so on and so forth. Um, but there's so much to discover in terms of the diverse sort of landscape, and there's like huge ground to cover, and, and the people are fairly laid back and open to the travellers. So um, it was a great place to kind of like. And get your idea of what you liked about travel, um, and then from there you can take on more challenging aspects. That's cool. Yeah, it's um, definitely one of the things that Linda and I looked for when we were first leaving New Zealand was with somewhere strange and interesting, but that they speak English, so we can just kind of <laughs> ease ourselves in for our first couple of months of uh, of traveling and just. Get get used to things and get used to this yeah. kind of life on the road without having to um to deal with not being able to talk to anyone at the same time. Cool. So since then you've been um you've been hopping backwards and forwards from Scotland to to continental Europe. Are there any highlights in there that you'd recommend? Um yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I had a great time. I mean, one of the good things about coming from Australia was I've met so many um, sort of other backpackers based in Europe. So, sort of gave me a good launch pad to go visit people. And um, I spent quite a lot of time in in Germany, um, Holland, Spain, Italy, France, Belgium, and um, sort of most Western countries. And I'm, I'm planning to spend quite a bit of time in Eastern Europe on my my latest trip. So, um, but definitely um, highlights, I would say, um, Barcelona was incredible, um, particularly the Gaudi, the Gaudi Museum, and um, it's just such a great, a great city, and full of sort of culture and everything. Mm. And you're right into your arts, aren't you? On your, um, on your blog, runawayjane.com, you've got a, um, a sketchbook section, which is, is beautiful. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, well, um, when I was um, at college, I, I studied design, um, with illustration being my major, so um, whenever I get the chance just to go out with my sketchbook on my travels, um, it's always something I like to do. Unfortunately, I've not had a huge deal of time lately with um, certainly launching the websites and everything, but um, it's something I really look forward to doing 
um, on any future trips. Mm. Excellent. Let's change tact a little bit and talk about your your big upcoming trip. You're looking at doing around the world, but you don't want to fly anywhere. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, uh, I'm doing around the world by land and sea, um, and basically the, the inspiration for that um, was actually due in large part to um, my trip to Australia. One of my friends who is very eco-conscious um, sort of pointed out um, how large my carbon footprint was because I'd actually done sort of four flights between um, Scotland and Australia within 18 months. Uh, and I'm someone that really likes to sort of, you know, like I recycle all the time. I'm always very conscious of that sort of thing, but I wouldn't think anything of just jumping on a flight. Um, and sort of made me really realise just how much of an impact I was having. So I thought, um, you know, this, I wanted to continue travelling. That was the only thing. So I thought, well, why not um, by land and sea? Um, and also it's just, for me personally, travel by land and sea is just, it's, it has that sort of exciting element that travel by plane doesn't really have anymore. Um, you know, and also it's so much easier, more convenient, your real security procedures or anything like that. And, and it was just thought um, it sounded like an awesome trip to, to go on and hopefully maybe uh, try and like, motivate some other people to sort of consider other options other than flying. Um, although I'd, I would never say to someone never fly because also that's just not practical sometimes. But, um, you know, we just kind of open people's eyes up a little bit to consider other options and the benefits of them. Yeah, that's certainly um, certainly going to be a, a different adventure. I mean, you have to travel slower and, um, yeah, often on, on trains and certainly on ships and cargo ships, you don't have yeah. the, uh, the luxuries you'll have in a nice uh, nice aeroplane. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good point. Um, I think um, well, one of the things I liked was you could stop off like as and when you wanted. So if you ever did feel like, oh, this is getting really uncomfortable or it's, it's quite a long trip, um, you have the flexibility in most cases to sort of make stop off and see little towns and places that you wouldn't ever really come across if you were flying. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Can you give us an idea of your itinerary that you're that you're looking at doing? Um, so you're starting yeah. in Edinburgh. Um, well, the idea, I'm starting in um, the hometown city of Edinburgh, um, and from there um, I go down uh, to Newcastle and I can get a boat over to Amsterdam. Uh, and then from Amsterdam there's a high-speed train to Moscow, although I'll be making quite a few stops, uh, stop-offs, um, particularly in Berlin and Eastern Europe. So um, I plan to spend at least about three or four months there uh, really discovering Eastern Europe. Uh, and then from Moscow I can catch the, the Trans-Siberian Express, um, which takes me to Beijing. But again, um, like I say, I plan on um, stopping off quite a lot through central Russia, um, and particularly Mongolia, uh, which is somewhere I'd never really ever thought about going, but once um, I got the idea in my head, it just seems like too good an opportunity to, to miss. Um, the latter six months of my trip, I have a, a basic idea of where I'm going, but I'm one of those travellers that likes to sort of leave myself flexible to change so um, if I wanted to make a small change to my route it wouldn't take much um, you know excess sort of spending um, or, or much planning but um, I will be taking a cargo ship from Shanghai to North America and um, most likely to um, Los Angeles and then from there I'll be travelling cross country um, to New York and then from New York I'll be getting a cargo ship home. Wow that's um yeah, I was I was especially wondering about those big islands because they're uh, sorry those big oceans because um, yeah, there's a lot of nothing over the Pacific, especially. 
yeah, the Pacific Ocean. I mean, um, it, it would be incredible to to travel across there by by cargo ship. And um, I don't, um, I've not really come across any other ways, and um, other than that, to to really travel across such a such a great length. Um, so it's sort of really exciting and a little bit scary at the same time, but. Um, you know, it's, it's a new experience for me, so it's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that's cool. Well, can we talk a little bit about um, the, the practicalities of your trip? Like, are you going to be buying point-to-point train tickets while you're in Europe, or are you getting some kind of uh, rail pass? Um, generally speaking, I'll be buying point-to-point tickets, um, just to leave me sort of the complete sort of flexibility um, I'll also be booking um, a lot of it from the cities which I'm in um, to sort of reduce on costs rather than booking before I leave. So, for instance, the um, Trans-Siberian Express, I'll be booking from the Moscow train station because that's the most affordable way to book it. Um, and I think it costs around about, um, it's so much cheaper when you book from there because it's like about 400 um, for a Great British Pounds um, as opposed to maybe sort of like 1,000 or 2,000 if you're booking from uh, the UK. Wow, that's a serious difference. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I think the only thing is they um, may or may not speak English when I get there, so I might have to sort of brush up on some Russian before I go, but um, I think it's worth it for the, the saving. So. Sure. And do you speak any other languages or just English? Um, I mean, I've basically got Scots and um, a bit of French, but I wouldn't claim to be fluent in, in any other language. Um I really uh, would like to learn another language um, soon. I keep sort of putting it off, uh, you know, with other travel plans coming up. But um, um, it's something that is one of my on my to do list um, within the next two to three years, anyway. Mm, cool. And how about the magic question? How about money? How are you uh, how are you funding this all? And um, do you have any idea of how much it's it's going to be costing? Um, I mean, it's um, on a strict budget. Um, I'm probably looking. About ten thousand um, pounds. It's, it's sort of hard to judge because I've only ever really, other than my trips to Europe, um, I've only previously travelled by by plane. So um, I'm assuming it's going to be much more expensive than that. So it's um, I'm taking, uh, I'm trying to raise ten thousand pounds to go with, um, and I hopefully, um, I mean, I have a regular income with my website. So um, if I need to top that up at some point, um, hopefully I will be able to do that. Um, but yes, uh, I expect, I mean, with any travels I've done in the past, there's always been something that's came up that's been completely unexpected in terms of cost. Um, so I expect it to be more than that and hoping that it won't be. Yeah, I think that's everybody's hope when they do their budget. Um, <laughs> how often it turns out wrong. But yeah, okay, so that sounds cool. Um, if people want to, to follow you on your trip, you're leaving in um, in October. If people want to, to follow your your preparation and your plans, and then when you're on the road, yep. uh, where can they find you? Um, well, obviously, the first point of call is my website, which is um, runawayjane.com, um, and I'll be updating everybody on all my travels and everything uh, that I've sort of come across on my travels on there. And um, Also, I'm very active on Twitter, um, and I'm just at Runaway Jane, um, so anyone can can join up and follow me there. Um, and I also have a Facebook profile, which is just facebook.com/runawayjane. And um, so, yeah, or Google search, and I'm I'm the number one Google search for Runaway Jane. So if you can't find me anywhere else, just type the name into into Google, and something should come up. 
That's great, and it's um, certainly a very practical website with lots of um, lots of good good tips. I've seen your uh, your most recent when we're recording this is on um, packing and going down to one bag, which is what I'm desperately trying to do at the moment. I mean, I have some have some tips. I'm not, I'm not sure not all of them are, are practical for every trip, but hopefully people can see some, uh, implement some into their, their packing and uh, generally speaking. Cool. Well, Jane, I want to say good luck for the uh, the next couple of months of the, the rest of the fundraising and uh, preparation, and hopefully we'll speak to you in um, six months or so when you're halfway around the world. Okay, yeah, thanks. It was nice speaking to you, Craig. Well, thanks again, Jane, for coming on the show. It was uh, great to talk to you, and all the best for your big adventure, which is coming up soon. Of course, you can find links to her site at IndieTravelPodcast.com, so go to the site and have a look around. Yeah. Now, as part of this whole big being sick, then being offline thing, uh, we've kind of dropped the ball a bit on the Facebook photo competition, but there is a new one. We've got amazing, awesome prizes, and sometime this week we're going to be announcing the winners for last month and uh, starting up the September competition. Um, I think we've now got over $300 US worth in prizes. Wow. So do check that out at facebook.com forward slash indie travel. And I can't enter, can I? <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. That um, yeah, we just need to confirm things over the next few days, but I think we're going to have a new Amazon Kindle, um, a gift voucher for some books from them, oh. gift vouchers for $100 worth of Marriott vouchers, and maybe some rough guides as well. So well, This makes me very sad, but <laughs> at least everyone else can enter, so you really should, just That's to make right. me feel better about it, because I can't enter. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we finish up, we'd like to thank our sponsor again and tell you about an initiative that they've set up, which is the, um, the Footprints Community Development Project. Yeah, at worldnomads.com you can also support a Footprints Community Development Project when you purchase your travel insurance online. worldnomads.com. Keep travelling safely. And as always, if you want to help us out and you're booking some things, do come to IndieTravelPodcast.com and if you put slash worldnomads in there, that will take you to their page, slash hotels, slash hostels, slash flights, slash insurance. And uh, so if you're booking things online, do come and help us out by booking through the site. Yeah, we really appreciate it because we like to earn a little bit of money and it doesn't cost you any more, so that would be very helpful. Yeah, it keeps us on the road and uh, bringing these shows to you. Otherwise, we might have to go back to getting a real job again. (laughs) It's a (laughs) bit worrying. We do not talk about these things. Oh, well, we're um, off to Scotland tomorrow, so we'll be in Edinburgh and Glasgow over the next week and we'll catch up with you from there. So until next week, travel well.